Radio. Radio. of Earth. I'm David Blue, your end user, and this is another episode. I apologize for the noise I'm having to call you while I'm driving home. A lot has changed in my life. I'm back in Missouri. I have spent the past week setting up a... Okay, I've spent the past week re-familiarizing myself with a Microsoft... Or with Microsoft uh, Office 365... Um, because I, I'm going to be working for a private practice for a while, um, doing their IT computer stuff. And, um, by the way, you can feel free to skip this. I'm just going <laughs> to, so what we're going to do today is I'm going to play my interview with Eugen Rochko, um, the young man who um, spearheaded Mastodon. You can call him the creator of Mastodon, basically. Uh, Which is the federated open source um, social protocol network. Um, I think we're at a point where we can (laughs) uh, no longer call it a Twitter alternative, even though it functions is one you know it's beyond that um but yeah so in april of last year uh i got the chance to interview him on like well i call it the biggest day of his life in the interview that's kind of presumptuous <laughs> uh i mean i can't imagine that it wasn't but you know what i'm saying he uh his one project was on the front page of every technology website um, as soon as we got off the phone, he was talking to, oh, uh, I think it was Casey Newton. Yeah, it'd be Casey Newton of The Verge. Um, so that's cool. I almost felt like a real tech journalist for a second. Um, and it, it, the reason why I'm talking about this is, um, Mastodon is, is like, important, uh, and trivializing it is really dumb. And I know this now, especially because I have finally <laughs> come to this point where I realize that I'm not getting what I used to get from Twitter. Um, I'm, I, Twitter was amazing in the beginning because you could, you could talk to anybody and just meet random people. And it just felt like a new thing. Like I was... Uh, not a part of a secret society, but that I was connected with um, people that were curious about things and about people. Um, 
and it just hasn't, it hasn't been that for years, uh, which might have something to do with, like, I think I've just, I don't know, that's how I grew up, I, I started tweeting, (laughs) my first tweet, um, is embarrassing, uh, it was 2009, I was 15, um, and I kind of just got on Twitter every day after that, and I still will, I'm still on Twitter, but, um, just today I met a UX designer, and we talked about apps on Mastodon technology, I might be getting a little forward here, what I'm saying is, Mastodon is like, it's a thing, it's happening, federated social networks are happening right now, um, further details, I think there's, it's Fediverse, you can just search the Fediverse, uh, or you can experience it through my accounts by going to bilge.world slash federated, I'm just gonna keep a list of my accounts everywhere, and part of the reason why I have accounts everywhere, it's not necessarily necessary, um, is, is to show and to explore the different types of Mastodon instances, and then there's, um, PixelFed, which I've been very excited about, which is, I know, uh, federated, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's an Instagram alternative, but I was very excited to get on that recently, um, and yeah, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just get my monologue, because you're gonna hear it, uh, explained by, well, probably the best person to explain it. Um, and after I play some snippets from our interview, I'm going to play the episode of Futureland that Tim Hawthorne and I did after that interview. Um, and for those of you, like, so I, I designed, I like over-designed the Mastodon inter- inter- uh, interview. I think it looks great on Extratone. Um, it's extratone.com slash tech slash mastodon um and if that you know if you're one of those people that's like oh brutalism you can go to uh, bilge.world and I mirrored it there without the cool graphics um and read that I I mean the the reason why uh I want to I want to emphasize this because I think that I asked questions that none of the other tech journalists did. And it's not, I mean, I love these people clearly because I read everything they do. However, um, their response to Mastodon is the perfect example of what needs to change in technology media. Um, Because a lot of it, if you just search Mastodon, I think in the first Google page, you're going to see like why Mastodon's going to fail, whatever. Um, and I know that was technically a pro-Mastodon, you know, it's just cynical. Uh, Sarah Jong's reporting on, on it was, was by far the most thorough and the best, uh, that's J-E-O-N-G. Um, she was the first to, to really get in deep into it, but, um, it's happening, it's growing, 
And the reason why I can say that with utter certainty is I see the community every day now and they are amazing. Amazing people. And the experience is amazing. Um, and man, I haven't felt that. I haven't felt like the, the woo, let's get behind the, you know, in a long time. Long time. And it's Twitter's fault, okay? I'm blaming Twitter. Anyway, um, I hope you join me on Mastodon. Even if you don't listen to this, I hope you look at, like, if you're a Twitter user, if you're on social, if you're on Instagram a lot, I hope you give it a try. I realize that a, a huge reason to be on social is to be around your friends, but you can do both. And you'll somehow still get the same amount that you did uh, done on Instagram and Twitter, I think. Some of what you can expect this month before I get really bogged down in work, hopefully, is I'm going to discuss apps because for the first time in a long time, um, I see a set of social apps and I mean, just a lot of great looking, very innovative applications, software. There's a lot of innovative software on the app store right now. Um, like there's a tweet bot. I think it's probably on its last major version. I can't imagine it's going to continue to be a contender. Um, if you know what Tweetbot is, it was kind of the, the application that originally defined premium Twitter apps. Like it, it basically started the started the niche of like this perception that you need to just, I don't know it's just a nice nicer way to engage with Twitter it's more customizable um, I'm gonna you can read about that uh, I found myself digging through the history of Twitter apps today but what prompted this is that I, I'm testing all the available Mastodon clients that I could find and, and two of them. Well, really, all of them have, yeah, I mean, every every one has something interesting. Um, toot, exclamation point, has been kind of the tweet bot. It's, it was the first really premium um, offering. And this was just, it just came out just a few months ago, I think. Um, and then now there's Mast, uh, which was made by a guy that works for IBM during the day. <laughs> but I, I still think it's a, 
very beautiful uh, interpretation of a, of a social client. It's, it's like nothing I've seen before, which is definitely a big deal. But yeah, I'm going to talk about these apps. And I think it's important that we do this because it's, it's not getting less important. Um, it gets more important. Use it the, your UX gets more important the more people use it more important than we talk about it and geez I mean there are more people using it now than ever we gotta expect more folks it's not a big it's not a rude or by any means beyond reason to expect to hold these people under scrutiny because they have a lot of power I ended up on that argument again hey it's open source I'm a zany Linux guy now I'm wearing a, a shirt that looks very Linux. Oh, the other thing. Uh, I got a... My employer got me a Microsoft Surface... I said that like I don't know what this is. Microsoft Surface Laptop 2, which just came out. Which is like the ultimate... You know, this is the ultimate betrayal of everything that I've been saying for the past few weeks. <gasps> However... It's a damn fine machine. And I need your help naming it. I cannot, I ran out of names for my computers. That's the last thing I'm gonna ask of you tonight. Um, let's see, let's choose it. Uh, how about just bilge.world slash computer will take you to a Google survey and you can, which doesn't, you know, it's just, it's not like, yeah, don't be scared, Linux people. Um, if you've got a name for my computer, that'd be, that'd be great. Uh, I named my HP Spectre Libel, Libel, because it was the machine that I built Extra Tone on, fake news, and I love the term Libel, you know. Um, but anything, I'd take your suggestions. Okay, here's your reward for uh, giving me the name that I, that I bestow upon the computer. Um, every time I boot up the computer, I will yell your name. Okay? Um... I mean, for, the re- for as long as I own it, I will, every time I boot up the computer, I will yell your name. And I, I do, uh, I don't leave my computer sleeping, so that's a lot of yelling. That's, that's like 20 times a day. But yeah, I've got to go. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoy this. Bilge.world, uh, Neo Yokel on Twitter now. I changed it because that's better. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I'll, uh, I'll catch you later. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes. All right. So, um, I'm supposed to know German. Are you German? I am German. Okay. So, is it Eugen? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I just I had never seen that name before, and it's uh, a, it's a very rare name. Well, that's, but I, I, I'm absolutely fine with being called Eugene by Americans or you know, English people. It's fine. <laughs> well, first off, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, do you have a Do you have a time limit? Um. Well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this is probably a really huge day. So it's it's not a hard limit. It's just in terms of I have other lots of other things to do. Absolutely. Well, um, let's 
try max of like 20 to 30 minutes. I, I've got a few questions, but um, uh, sure. I kind of want to, to be honest, I, I'm imagining you're going to have press on your doorstep and they're going to be talking about the service. And um, I'm actually kind of curious about you. Of course, you don't have to talk about you, um, but uh, this is kind of a big deal. Can I like just ask like some basic things like how old you are? Um, yes, if you went you to can. school. Yes, I yes, I am 24 years old. I did go to school uh, and I did go to university and uh, graduate with a bachelor of science in computer science. Okay, um, I guess so. Mastodon uh, was there. What's the story behind the project? Did you uh, did you see an empty um, void to fill? Uh, do you remember like a specific moment when you decided I'm going to do this? Um, yes, I do remember such a moment, but it sort of built up to that. Um, many years ago, like more than six years ago, I had a friend who was into, you know, federated networks. But back then it was a really new thing. That was when uh, Identica, Identi.ca was uh, first created, if you know about that one. Um, yeah, and um, I was just, you know, I was 16 or so at the time. And I didn't really understand much. I was just, you know, doing WordPress coding and stuff. It was very at the very beginning of my uh, developer knowledge and career and stuff. Sure. Anyway, so that sort of built up the prepared me for the idea that this exists and that it's it's an idea, you know. Yeah. And then uh, obviously I was a heavy Twitter user. I have over ninety thousand tweets on my account that I created in two thousand ten after deleting a, a previous one that I created in two thousand eight. Um, so, uh, yes, I'm a heavy Twitter user, so I just wasn't happy with where Twitter was going. So I, uh, decided to check how the, you know, the federated stuff was doing in the meanwhile, and I found it in a very sad state and I decided that maybe I can, uh, do something about it. It sort of was in the vein of my general behavior in terms of, you know, I, I, I'm the kind of person who runs their own XMPP server. Yeah. Except that in the meantime, I have already given up on XMPP. Like nobody uses that. So, you know, that that's ship has sailed, um, especially with uh, Google's closing down the Google talk servers. Yeah. Um, yes. So I decided to check on it. I thought that I could contribute. I found that the state of it was very bad in terms of the code base, the new social code base. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do my own. I am really used to the tweet deck layout. So if I'm going to do something, it needs to have real time updates and it needs to, to have columns and look something like tweet deck. Um, so I, I started with a prototype. Uh, I was still in uni at the time. It was the beginning of last year, May or April or something like that. Uh, and I, I made a, a very, very bare bones prototype. Um, it was federating with GNU social nodes and it had absolutely no user interface, only an API that I was using uh, from the command line. Um, and, um, and I thought, okay, it works. That's great. And I, then exams came and I had to concentrate on that. And, uh, I sort of dropped it for a while, but after I graduated, I thought, okay, I have an opportunity for now after graduating, I can take a break from everything and just do this thing that I wanted to do. So I started working on it and I, um, eventually opened a Patreon and, um, the first people to contribute to my Patreon were, you know, close friends and people yeah. who believed in me. And then after a while, after I created a, a basic user interface, um, you know, if, if you compare the user interface of then with now, it was really, really basic, even though it looked somewhat, you know, somewhat like the current one, yeah. but there is a YouTube video 
the demo that I released when I publi- oh, published the project on Hacker News. Yes. That's great. There's, you know, you can check it. It feels really different. I'll pull it up. I'll keep talking. Um, so yes, yes, that brings me to, yes, I um, announced it on Hacker News and that was the first public release of the project. That's when I got my first users who weren't my friends and uh, who weren't already users of Federated Networks. Uh, when, um, was, when was that specifically, do you remember? 101 days ago. Okay, wow. That's, uh, I'm only saying it like this because that's how Hacker News shows when you submitted something and I looked that up yesterday. Wow. Um, because somebody asked. So yeah, um, that's what's <laughs> in my mind. Um, right. Um, that's when I got my first users, first feedback, started working on feature requests from people, started shaping the project a little bit differently. People were a lot more focused on privacy features than I thought they would be. Yeah. Although in retrospect, it makes sense. You see the, uh, the previous project, GNU Social, did not really have such a... Uh, focus on privacy features or have anything built in by default. They just, you know, public feeds open to the world, my yep. megaphone basically. Um, and so I had to do a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say innovation because that's a big word, but a little bit of changing to to get it to work with, you know, more, more locked down stuff, more sure. locked down content. Um, yes, and then over time, I just kept working on it, kept working on features, and waves of new users came when it went viral in certain circles of people. For example, the first one was Hacker News and Product Hunt. Then there was the um, Errol Belkan, a Twitter user with uh, over 30,000 followers, picked up the project and uh, give, gave it a shout out and even did a little giveaway of his app. Um, he makes the, the better app for iOS. Yeah. I'm not really sure because I'm not an iOS user, but he, he did like, uh, if you join Mastodon, you get this uh, app for free and lots of people did. Oh, and wow. it's sort of, yeah, it was really nice of him because we have really no affiliation whatsoever. It was just, um, he just thought it was a good project. Sure. So um, he had a lot of followers from um, Holland, apparently. And so in the next few days, the project went viral on Dutch Twitter. (laughs) Um, The Mastodon timelines became mostly Dutch by language. And uh, I had lots of uh, people talk to me in Dutch. And uh, um, yeah, after a while, that sort of died down. And then the next wave of users came. left-leaning communist Marxist Twitter uh, anime fans from Twitter discovered um, that was the the wave that I came in on yeah yes probably (laughs) lots of furries lots of uh, LGBT people Um, that's when we uh, that's when I really like focused on privacy features and making sure that all blocks work and stuff because you know these people needed um, a a safer platform than than Twitter could offer so that's when I um, really focused on that. Um, then after a while, I think there came a second wave of sort of the same people, but much bigger wave. I don't really know in retrospect how it looked. And now it sort of looks like a small wave in comparison to what's happening now. Yeah. Um, there is a screenshot that I shared in, hold on, let me scroll up. I just bit. saw 800 users in the last hour. If that, uh, on the about page, if that's live updated. The about page is updated live, yes. Copy link. The graphs are ridiculous. <laughs> this is the graph. Yes, I should be able to see. 
This is um, the graph from the Sidekick uh, dashboard. Sidekick is a, is a program that runs background processing jobs. And um, background processing jobs, they correspond roughly to user activity because they're usually something that needs to be done because a user has done something, but it would take a long time sure. to do it straight away and you need to sort of delay it to pr process it. Anyway, so as you can see, the first bump is when the Hacker News announcement happened and the second bump is Arable Can. And the third bump is um, that came shortly after the, the the second one is the Dutch Twitter. Then came uh, the uh, Anime Marxist Twitter. Then again something like Anime Marxist Twitter, like more of the same. Yeah. And you can see that what's happening right now. And I took this like in the morning, so it was like beginning of the day. That's why it goes down like that. But it's like double the highest of the previous waves. Yes. Right now. Yes. It's very astonishing. I um since last week it's like almost doubled in users. I think. Um. I, so are you responsible for all of the code? It's all you? Um, yes. I mean, technically, you can look at the GitHub page of contributors and you can see a I hadn't thought specific of that. breakdown of who contributed how many lines of code. Okay. Uh, you'll see that I'm at the very top with a large margin, but there is obviously a couple of people who have contributed interesting, good features and fixes and um, localizations and... Um, user guides and documentation yes. stuff like that. So that's the thing is like uh, in asking you things, so much of this is public um, and you're really, really good at telling this story actually. You've been systematically answering all my questions. Um, is there a story behind the name? Well, the story is not particularly interesting. It's just that I I am a progressive metal fan and uh, yep. <laughs> I listen to the band Mastodon sometimes and they have a really cool name that refers to a really cool animal. It's a fluffy elephant. What's not to love? Yeah. Um, it was the reason why such a cute mascot was born. Uh, actually, thanks to my friend uh, who is a YouTube artist who makes a little animated series um, his name is Dopitu. I feel like I should okay. give him a shout out. He created, when I first, I, I came up to him and I said, um, I need an error page because there were some issues at the yeah. very first wave and there were lots of uh, times that people were seeing an error page. It was like, okay, I need something nice to show to people. And I was like, okay, everybody remembers the fail whale. I need something like that, but with the name Mastodon. And so he came up with this elephant and it was a huge success. I think I saw you uh, send that to Sarah Jong a few days ago. That that's uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, while I'm thinking about it, actually, uh, have you put together a press kit yet with uh, like a big logo? And um, I don't know if that's important to you, but uh, it's probably going to be asked. Um, no, I have not, and that's a big. Uh, big I know that's probably not the main see. consideration. Yeah. No, but it, it is annoying that it's not there. I realize um, the fact of the matter is I'm not even a big fan of the current logo. Uh, it's not very distinct. It's just a circle with three speech boxes inside. I paid seventy five bucks for that logo at the very beginning. Hmm. That's uh, actually that's cheap uh, cons considering how much design actually costs. Yes. It was a special offer of a design firm, but. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not endearing like an elephant. <laughs> I am considering changing it, but um, yes. So that brings me to another thing: is that um, the logo in a small format is actually in the public GitHub repository, and you can get it. But obviously, it's not like you can't scale it up a lot uh, okay. from from that. So um, we actually have a thing where I can uh, our image styles we scale up images really big, and then. 
um, compress them. So it's kind of a, I don't know, you might hate it. We'll see. Um, Gargrone said YouTube.com. I'll be sure to include that. Thank you. Um, federated, the term federated, I know you've already explained it um, on Medium, but uh, I guess, could you elaborate a little bit on what that means to you? Because it's obviously like, uh, this is, you've put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> yes. Um, right. The biggest problem with this term is that it's new for lots of people. Um, that means you get to there's actually, it. yeah. it's, it's, it's very um, easy to tell two kinds of people apart. People who have come across federated networks in the past instantly understand what it means and how it works. Sure. And people who are new to the concept have really a lot of trouble before it clicks. And that's obviously a big problem. But on the other hand, you know, when Twitter just started, pro people probably wouldn't have understood what retweeting means, right? Yes. It's it's also a new thing. So that's not unique to, not a unique domain problem, sorry, problem domain. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the biggest misunderstanding that people have about federation is just, you know, what exactly it means and how it works, because people think, um, I actually don't know where it comes from, maybe from BitTorrent, but people seem to think that when something is decentralized, that everybody gets the same thing, right? Yeah. That it's all synchronized one-to-one. -one. Uh, but in actuality, federated means that people are in different instances and they can talk to each other, but like the content on the instances is different depending on the users there and depending on what those users do and who they follow. So, for example, if you were on instance A and I was in instance B and we weren't following each other, you would see only your posts and I would see only my posts. But if you were to follow me from your instance, you would start seeing my posts. And if I followed you back, I would start seeing your posts back as well. That's how it works. It works by following. And yeah. if you add a lot more people in, you know, only one person has to follow somebody from another instance to get that person's posts into your instance. So it sort of grows like that organically. Um, Sounds like a lot of data. <laughs> indeed. It would have been even more data if instances somehow synchronized one-to-one -one all the time. Yes. But in like... Uh, the main Mastodon instance is like, uh, I think it's over 3,000 posts per hour right now. I need yeah. to check the user count part. Um, user count. So imagine imagine that in network traffic. Oh my God, it's 4,000. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think I read this indirectly. Um, we've got a Patreon up for server yes. costs and then living costs too. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I really don't know what this is going, so I'm not going to speculate, but... What is what does that look like if all of a sudden you see a huge jump in patrons and um, I guess I feel like it's either going to go big and people won't understand why it's not commercialized um, or they'll doubt it because of that. And I just like for you personally, your future is kind of up for grabs. This is like oh, that. OK, that sounded a little bit intense. Um, <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. My future is up for grabs. Um, so you can answer this off the record if you'd like. But what if Twitter comes to you in the next few weeks, few months and offers you a job? What's your answer to that? <laughs> Okay, if if you used any other company but Twitter for this example, I would have said, oh, I'm, I should think about it, you know, because it's a job is a stable source of income, yeah, and it depends on the company, but maybe you know you'd be doing something important as well. But Twitter, I just you know I have zero faith in that company. Yep. Yeah, which makes <laughs> I sense. wouldn't go there. 
I, I have a friend uh, or like friend of, of a friend who I rarely talk to who is a Twitter engineer. And I secretly wish that he would, you know, that he that my work wouldn't affect his because I'm sort of worried for him. Right. But I'm also worried for him because of what I think of Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine it's uh, don't know too much about corporate culture, but I definitely know enough to say that uh, it's it's a mess. Um, is it okay? Like, so, what I really want to include on the record, if it's okay, is that if, um, it, if it was any I'd other say company, you can include anything but the Twitter friend because I don't yes. want to accidentally put him into the like. Absolutely. I don't think that anybody could make the connection who it is, but just in case, just sure, you know, don't include that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna oust anyone. Um, whew, you're really good at telling that story. Uh, I guess. Okay, here's a personal curiosity. Does this mean I get to live out my personal dream of having Twitter and Serif? <laughs> Twitter and Serif? You mean the font? Yes. Um, yes, if you start <laughs> your instance or find somebody, you sure. can change the style sheet. And <laughs> um, So legally, if I were to set up a Mastodon instance and then start charging for its use... That's just uh, that's just an okay thing. I can just take your code. Yes. Okay. Um, that's okay. Uh, the code is licensed under the AGPL version three license. Um, I I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. I have to preface yep. by saying this. I'm not a lawyer. I picked this license because other projects in the same space are using this license, and my understanding of it is you know as full as I can get. But obviously, not a lawyer, so. You yeah, know, you might want to research this yourself. I'm but, in similar similar uh, positions. The basic difference of AGPL and GPL is that AGPL forces you to contribute back to the upstream code repository if you make any breaking changes. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> let's take, for example, what happened with XMPP and WhatsApp. WhatsApp used XMPP for their chat protocol. And at the very beginning, you were able to connect to WhatsApp accounts just from your Gtalk account or, you know, Facebook or your own server. But as they moved on, they started locking down their platform. And now you can't possibly tell that WhatsApp is still XMPP. It's completely locked away. So to prevent this sort of thing from happening, from somebody taking Mastodon code, and putting it behind locks and stripping out the federation part and just making a, a, a Twitter number two, um, <laughs> I'm using this license. Yeah, that sounds. But like um, the, the thing to, to remember about free software is that free means freedom of the user and not that it's zero cost yes. because it's perfectly fine to charge for free software because developers need to live too. So if you were to start an instance and you wanted to have membership fees, fine, it's your call. I guess I just um, worried about that, uh, about the use. But that sounds like a competent thing um, from what I understood of it. I think I'm more or less out of questions. Uh, oh, one more thing about the multilingual stuff. This is kind of petty, uh, seeming now. But so Twitter has the translation from Bing. Um, yeah. Is that, huh, is that something that we can expect on the main instance? Or in okay, I, I can't. I don't think I can possibly put in a translate this toot uh, button in there because these uh, APIs from Google and Bing are quite expensive at scale, and four thousand toots per hour is already quite a scale, right? Yes. 
Um, what I could do and what I am possibly going to do, I'm not 100% promising this because there is obviously lots of stuff to do on the table, but I can probably put something in where people can select which language they post in and then just filter the timelines by language. That's, that's... That will at least solve the problem of, you know, being confronted with lots of French posts without knowing any French. Yeah, um, I actually kind of like that. I always was fine with copying and pasting, but... Um... <laughs> The, the only thing that I see in terms of, and I know everybody's going to make the conversation about Twitter um, when the, like, the basic format in a lot of ways resembles Twitter, obviously. But um, I don't know. I feel like the, the, the things are virtually unrelated. Uh, but that's... So the last feature that uh, I hear a lot of complaining about, about Twitter, that's not addressed is editable toots. Is that... Like a that won't happen. That won't happen. There is actually a good reason why they don't do that. It's for the very simple reason that you could make a toot about one thing, make lots of people favorite it and yep. share it, link it from other places, and then suddenly it says, you know, hail Hitler or whatever. I've never understood that complaint either. Um, but okay, well, I think um, I'll uh, I'll let you get back to it. But I really really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and especially you're now. welcome um it should probably be worth mentioning that i have uh 20 minutes ago or so when we started talking i have um put up a notice on the mastodon.social front page uh for you know an anonymous users that registrations are closed and they should check other instances because i want to get some grip on the scale absolutely. where it is now ensure a quality of service for existing users and also to promote other instances so that not everything is centralized around mastodon.social. Sure. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I, th I think this is, uh, if we ever get a chance to talk again, you'll probably be a lot bigger. Um, but uh, Thank you. I I don't know. I think I actually probably can get a feature up. It's, it's not going to be a huge deal, but um, I think Sarah's story breaks in like an hour and 45 minutes. So that'll be interesting. Oh boy, I better, I better set up a timer for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you again. Um, maybe at some point in the future we'll get to talk again. Thank you for interviewing me. It was my pleasure. Have a nice day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
one day I want someone to say uh, I married him for his emails. Live from Studio Eats, it's episode 26 of Futureland for April 5th, 2017. I'm David Blue, editor-in-chief of Extratone.com. Here with me in Studio Eat is Bear in the Big Blue House, Leo Marks, culture editor of your favorite online magazine. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Mastodon. What's that? We're only talking about that. What is that? What is Mastodon? It's a decentralized, federated, open-source social media platform. Developed by one young man in Germany. Shout out to our homie. Eugen, which is a good name. Uh, although he specifically, when I sat down to interview him this morning, um, he said that he's okay with Americans calling him Eugene. So he was already ready for the press, I think. <laughs> um, hey, right now he's on uh, The Verge's front page. How's that? Um, the band Mastodon still comes up first, though, on Google search. Oh, guess, so he's get, got work to do. No, guess guess what Mastodon was named after, Tim? The band? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Because he likes heavy metal. Man, I should have been at that interview. God damn it, well, David. I wouldn't have wanted to talk about heavy metal. I would have. This is the okay. When I, this is going to sound like an exaggeration, but today was the biggest day of his life. I'm going to say that pretty definitively. These aren't his words, but um, he's 24. All right, and uh, a year out of university, um, and just 101 days since the public introduction of his project, and he's on the front page of The Verge. Uh, Sarah Jong from uh, Motherboard, um, who low key is my nemesis, but it's a friendly. It's, ne- it's on. It's a friendly nemesis and she also has no idea who I am. Um, Sound like fucking Donkey Kong. I'm, if I meet you in person, I'm fist fighting you. Hmm, that's David's not, I am. That's like, I... I... <laughs> anyway, so she actually did a really cool piece for Vice. It's a shame that the website looks like such shit, but anyway, so um, two hours, or like less than two hours, an hour and a half before the story, uh, Casey Newton put that story up on The Verge, um, I was on the phone uh, with Oigan, and um, he, uh, I really appreciate that. He took the time even in like utter chaos. So let me You can get verified on No, you can't. Mastodon? You cannot get verified on Mastodon. Then why does this guy got a checky mark next to his They're name? They're doing that. They're putting the check mark emoji in their names. So um oh. I'm I'm giving you growth just because I want okay, to impress upon you like that this is a big deal because like the Verge, the subhead, is literally Attack of the Clones, which is just lazy and negligent um, because Mastodon is platform. not Attack of the It's a platform co-op. I mean... <laughs> that's just one of the toots. Oh. <laughs> Mastodon platform co-op. So let's say you know nothing about Mastodon, which would be strange. Um, or federated social media. All right, see, I don't know what federated, like, what the fuck that means. I'll work on that. So... I don't um, trust the federation, man. Mastodon, when you go to mastodon.social, which is the flagship instance of Mastodon... Um, um, you'll see that it, in you know, the basic format resembles Twitter, right? Um, and that's because Oyen's a Twitter user. He uh, likes the format, right? I do too. I'm a long-time Twitter 
Razor. Um, but he realized uh, not too long ago that he really did not like the direction uh, that Twitter Bird was going. Bird site was going. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't know if it's actually like Mastodon specific, but um, I, from what I've seen, like like the Mastodonians call Twitter Hellbird, which I think is just what Twitter should adopt as their brand name. I also call it Bird site. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Oyen looked at the offerings then of federated social media and, and 18,000 new users in the last week said, well, they're sad. Uh, and he thought that he might be able to add something to it. That was about a year ago. Um, and all of it's his, uh, except for like, because it's open source, you can see any features or additional code that was added on GitHub. There's a, there's a list, right? Um, and I'm trying to, it's, it's difficult to come at this from the right perspective because see now i want to know if this donald j trump fuck i should have done that remember when we were making our mastodon names and there's only like maybe ten thousand users yeah okay here's the thing fuck that's, i should have trumped it that's on the flagship instance but interestingly enough um there are something like there are a bunch of instances connected to the flagship instance so either this I, is really trump or someone's really good at that's it's not writing trump. like trump definitely not trump like really really um, good so i can't explain to you what federated social media is uh but i can tell you that oigan can he's uh got a few posts up on medium which are honestly that's just the best way to go to read his words they're very concise um and those are included in the show notes uh, links to those but um so so i i knew that like mainstream press was going to be hitting him up okay i didn't know it was going to be like an hour after you know 20 minutes after i fucking ended the call with him um but so i thought well shit um what am I going to say? What am I going to ask that's unique? And, and you know, I could tell you how the service works. I could do that. But, you know, who also can do that? Sarah Jong. Did a great I did a great job of Fight everything. me, bitch. Well, Tim, you cannot... Fight me. Please do not call... Do not use that word against professional women. You gotta be more articulate than that. That's uh, not fair if... That's not fair! Anyway. Well, I, I was thinking well, well, we'll open up a whole bag of worms. I was like, if a gay man can say that to a woman and it's fine, shouldn't I be allowed to? I don't want you to. It's it's not necessary. Can I say fight me broad? I don't think I don't think broad Dame. I don't think broad would be a good word. Either. Dame. I'm trying to get the 1920s aesthetic down, so you know. Oh boy, we're already <laughs> we're already fucked here. But uh, we're gonna keep. Okay, so don't worry, guys, because I am the PR representative anyway. <laughs> uh, and HR is God, and he doesn't. He's he's forsaken us. So anyway, so um, what was I saying? Oh, I'm not like I was like. Well, I don't need to explain the technical stuff. Okay, that's not uh, that's not necessary. But what I was curious about is who in the hell is this kid, right? Like this dude. Yeah, he's not a kid. He's older than us. Okay, I'm saying kid because, frankly, like I'm a year younger, and as far as I understand it, this is a feat, dude. That's pretty. I mean, the service is snappier than Twitter. It is. Uh, it's cool. Um, this is. It's this got is a ton of features cool. that have been. It just addresses a lot of things. Um, it addresses privacy in a way that made it like early on. And <laughs> Sorry. Good health. Um, that made it kind of a, a haven for the LGBTQ community. And that's how we got in originally. Yeah, we had a... Um, and through our networks. Which, oh, by the way, uh, I'll be telling you why uh, I'm going to have to go do nine holes at a Boonville. That, you know, that's a bad place. Well, you still haven't explained this whole like why you have to golf. Yeah, I'll be 
you telling that? I know. Saying. Is it what for punishment? Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. So, uh, but I'm gonna have some golf soon. So that's big news. Um, but uh, we were offered an in on this, and, and we're a little late. But um, the privacy uh, and, and the way that harassment's handled, and just the framework, sort of, um, I think for a lot of people would conform to their utopian ideal of Twitter. Um, the instances thing. Again, explaining Federation, not my forte, but you can install your own Mastodon instance. Extratone could have our own. Um, and we'd be able to follow people on the main instance if it was on connected. The feder- on the Federation? On the, uh, on any instance. Really. Oh, okay. And um, so when you think about it, there's like, it's not like isolated intranets, but it's not a um, like commercial entity like Twitter is either. So. Oh, somebody, this was a, this is a great uh, toot eight minutes ago. Mastodon users seem to be using fewer hashtags than on Twitter. It seems like an until our social graph fill out, hashtags are going to be a key tool in Mastodon to finding good content that you want. Yeah, and here's the the really interesting thing, and the really fascinating. The, I have I've had like a privilege the past week since Thursday of watching a service be born, like witnessing the process, being there for the beginning, seeing the thoughts, seeing the evolution, and not only that, but I got to um, like Oigan keeps you updated. I followed him immediately. Um, keeps you updated with what he's doing. I mean, he's as obsessive as I am or more, uh, just working away at it, single-handedly managing to keep <laughs> this service that, uh, or this particular instance. That's, that's, What's his username? It's at Gargron. G-A-R-G-R-O-N. This is relevant, Tim. Thank you. How do you spell it? G-A-R-G-R-O-N. Sounds like this. Sounds like some heavy metal shit. Well. Go! So, oh, oh, oh. It's slow, it's slow right now because there's just not enough, there aren't enough resources to manage what's happening right now. It just, you need to look at a graph, uh, listeners no, look it's at, just i don't know how to use it i don't know how to search uh well let's um here let me see yeah i don't know live one future land live we teach timothy how to use another social media platform no i might not know how to search either you know no, you know. don't i might not who knows it's just one add. of these tabs one thing i think it's really funny that like twitter never got like mobile browser Probably. twitter right and like they just <laughs> he just did that immediately well it's because there's not an application for it right now there is there, there is a mastodon there are several but i would advise i know when we first looked at it like the ones that uh, I was trying to use did not work. If you lock yourself out of the phone, yeah. But I got there. Um, I got one, and but it's not as good as. Uh, I'm sorry, the mic went away from me. Gar- the thing is, it's not as good as as using Google Chrome for iOS because Google Chrome for iOS you can swipe down to refresh, and also it's updated real time with the bumping. So the bumping. I uh, I think that is a. That is not a technical term, but, you know. Gargon. Gargron. Gargron. G-A-R-G-O-N. Indeed. So, also included in the, in the show notes will be a list of Mastodon instances. There are lots of resources already available for, uh, publicly available on this, because it is open source, so it's not, you know. And I suggest you make use of those, um, especially if you're curious. So, bringing it back, though. Um, the reason that, uh, we, we created accounts two months ago on, uh, some episode of Futureland, it was for February 5th, um, so exactly two months, uh, prior to when you're hearing this. Um, and at the time, I just didn't think too much about it, I was busy with other things, but on Thursday, uh, some of our networks started mentioning, or some people in our network started mentioning it again because of the two major visual changes that were made to Twitter, that being the old egg default profile picture was taken away. 
And at replies, which this is significant. This is probably the most significant mechanic change in the history of Twitter. Um, at replies? Yeah, it's uh, you no longer need to see the ats. There's a different system with including people in replies. Um, I remember thinking that, that this was pertinent in like 2009 or 2010. Oh, things are happening down below. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I've done a, I've done a number to, to, to Tim's digestive system. Uh, tell you what, why don't we take a quick break? Twitter's got this history of disgruntled users, and yet it's remained the industry standard, kind of, because it's an outlier. It's a lot like Nintendo. They make a lot of money, they get a lot of shit, and yet when you think of social media, there's just, they're kind of just stand apart from everything because they're just different. They always have it. But, um, I don't know. I think there was a lavender haze this week because I remember when Twitter was about being social. I remember when it wasn't strange to um, like like search for different topics on Twitter, have a discussion with someone you you know never Didn't met, know. have a discussion with a stranger, follow them, and make friends that way. And frankly, I don't know what happened, but I just don't get engaged with well, on Twitter thing, anymore. I don't know. It's probably said all the time. Social social media is not necessarily social, not socializing. Well, but it was. Uh, well, yeah, it was. Definitely but, was at one point. And um, like Facebook initially used in like the college campus campuses to meet new people and now it's just so grandma can share jesus well now it's things. it's your rolodex right yeah basically it's it's your content it's your it's a black book um but so for a brief moment like with a public timeline and um all the new features it just it just you know and seeing the creator on your your timeline um as it went along it was a fun jaunt and i know that there are many other reasons to use Mastodon um, and users who are particularly targeted on Twitter targeted by you know with harassment by Nazis like for instance um, women professionals women media professionals uh, for instance what you just saw from Tim <laughs> was a joke <laughs> playing cards it's just anyway no if I meet her I'll fight her for you like if you, you want know to she's play. she's pretty tough um, anyway but, uh... Better know, like, Jeet Kune Do or something. Beat my ass. That'd be really funny. So, but if you notice, like, I, this is a particular thing for me, because, like, there is literally, um, for a lot of media professionals have experienced this, women, there's, like, this group of people that just follow them around. <laughs> hate them. That follow them around wherever they go and just post terrible things and create new accounts and, like, put real hard effort. Literally, like, they're, like, trolls. Like, like but I, no. The, ter- the term troll is, like, uh, it's an internet bully, but these people are 
literally like trolls. They are like, like fucking well, like, little goblins. Yeah, and the, the weirdest thing is like, wow, you're wasting so much like human energy. Yeah, you could be them. you could be making some cool stuff with all that anger. But there are real consequences. But anyway, like I don't experience any of that, right? I've never had to block anybody, and I've been on Twitter for almost ten years. Um, so what can I really say about that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm coming for you, Mac DeMarco. If you don't block me by the end of the year, well, we I'm block. fucking firebombing your ass. But um, there could be a uh, I think there are private instances. It's always great when you say I think, but like you could. Okay, so for each each toot, which uh, unfortunately that's that's what each post is called. Um, I think if it weren't for that, like I would be a like a one hundred percent immediate adopter. I didn't like that in the military. That wasn't Oigan's decision. It was an early investor. Oh, the toot thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just read that on the uh, Verge ladies. Yeah, which or is not Verge lady. Uh, feel for lady. you. Feel for you, man. Um, I read that while duking. But uh, pretty good rate. So for each post. Um, I can choose from four different privacy settings. I can choose to post publicly, which posts on the public timeline. I can choose to post uh, unlisted, which is on my uh, timeline. If you go and search my name and look at my profile, it'll, it'll be there, but it's not going to show up in the public timeline. I can uh, post privately, so that's just followers, or I can uh, direct message to somebody. And think about how, you know, uh, especially our networks, old, old old folks, you might not understand this, but our networks is a very common thing, very common practice for someone to have a private Twitter account, or several. And this just completely makes that unnecessary. Um, the character limit is up to 500, which is something that uh, I always... It's like a weird thing between people, like, people, like, hardcore Twitter users are like, yeah, no, you gotta stay at the small character limit, but... Wait, does that... Is, is other people saying that other than me? What, like, it, it's, like, two-sided or that you should keep... The... I've never heard anyone say that the 140 character limit was okay, and yet I think... Yeah, it's... there's there's people that say... The lady said it in her, her article, like, it made you... It makes people be more precise and, like, to yeah, the point. What do they teach you in composition classes to try to be as... I don't know, man. I don't write. Be as concise... Be as concise as possible, right? So secretly, all my writings are actually done by my cat, and um, he's my ghostwriter. I always, I kind of figured Cactus was doing it. Um, you know what? This is a podcast. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go deep into this. I'm gonna go deep into my personal Twitter history. Not, not deep. I don't. Wanna I want to discuss it because I've been on Twitter since June 2009. I'm going to admit this now, so that we, maybe we can have some trust between us, you new listener. I'm gonna admit something really embarrassing. My first tweet was watching Jimmy. Oh yeah, was what you showed me that. Yeah, and I leave that up to remind myself of what an idiot I am and what an idiot I can return to. Anyway, also it was a lie. I have no idea what I was talking about. Um, but I've been on Twitter basically every day, at least once since that time, and I'm not consistent in my life in that way. So I'm heavily dependent on Twitter, and therefore, like, like Twitter built extra time. Okay, everything you see, everybody, that's it was all through Twitter. All my friends, all my staff, all through Twitter, except for me, except him. I'm the only real person. <laughs> Um, Makes me feel good. But, uh... What is my first tweet? Learning how to tweet hashtag geriatrics. Because we signed you up live on this show. Yeah. Um, That's a good... God, I can't believe I fucking... But, I haven't tweeted for four days, though, man. So, and, okay, I'm not going to describe myself uh, using the W word. Okay, I'm not going to use the W word here. White? <laughs> 
Was that the one you're going for? <laughs> no, but that's very funny. Caucasian? No, no, the W word. Weird? To, to, no. To the, the, the trade. Wanker? Oh, writer. Not going to describe myself that way, but... You're not a writer. You're a I, editor-in-chief of a WordPress website. Well, but, like, this predates all of it. So, oh. but I do have, a, like, a really weird, like, I have an unusually uh, substantial obsession with words, right? It's probably fairly obvious by now. Um, And so I've tweeted a lot uh, in high school. School. I used to literally. Tim's taking photographs in Studio yeah. E. I used to literally uh, like because we couldn't take out our phones. I would write down tweets in my composition notebook to tweet between class. Hey, I did that too for uh, for the the OG Twitter account. Yeah, I, I think all days, day yeah. about like what sale I bats. To- yeah, that that thing's gone though. That thing's dead. Um, we burned that. We made that disappear forever. And Twitter's function is my shopping list, my you know just day to day thoughts. I guess a journal in some sense. We've talked about this before. Talked about it on Drycast even. Um, the it's my platform to harass Mark DeMarco. <laughs> the illusion of an audience, but um, it's gotten kind of sad. And this is just personally like it's not the features necessarily, but like, and I think it's because I've become sincere and you know I'm not funny anymore, but. Like, that can't account for all of it, but my engagement has just really dropped, um, which is discouraging because I you did... start tweeting more. I did invest a lot into my Twitter community, uh, but... Um I don't know if it's to blame on if it's the service. Maybe it's the site, like not not Twitter. Like maybe it's the tone. You know, you're so busy with the tone, you can't can't be coming up with dank ass tweets. Well, good. I don't want to come up with dank ass tweets. I want to come up with like I just want articles. Yeah, and I mean, but we're not gonna get into that's that's a little too meta. But like, Twitter does feel. You know, you're an old man. It it does feel um old around the bottle of fucking mylanta in your bag holy shit um that's what old old people don't use pepto they use mylanta jesus that's been a long time since i've heard that but um and gorilla glue oh fuck i should use this today it's I got should, all those extras on it if you know okay i can make a gaming comparison i don't know when you play an mmo and you play it for a long time and then you get tired of a tune and you're like man i just want to create a new character start fresh um, it's, it, like, there's some of that in Mastodon. Again, it's not, it's not a clone. I don't even think that should necessarily be part of the conversation. You introduce, like, hey, it looks like Twitter. Now, let's talk about what it actually is. Squeeze it in that. Tim is, I'm currently... Well, it's like, you can't band-aid those fuckers. Hang on. I'm gonna... I'm fixing a paper cut. No, that's, that's, that's deep. It's an aluminum, uh, like, fiber. Or no, it wasn't fiber. What? This is the strangest thing. Uh, you can hear air coming out. Dude, we're gonna get this shit everywhere. I don't think there's any... No, no, there, it's in there. Sorry, left streamers, give me a second. Oh, there Right, Gorilla glue. It's gonna make me into a monkey. Just patched Tim's wound live. <laughs> um, the only feature that's remained for a long time that is, is great is lists. Why don't any, no one else uses Twitter lists? I don't understand. What are Twitter lists? Um, Twitter right, lists are really sure customizable like timelines. I can add specific people to a specific list. Oh, if like, you look, okay, if you look yeah, at my yeah, tweet yeah, tag, yeah, 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 you see tone. you see yeah. auto, you see the new, you see friends, right? Oh, okay. So when people are like, oh god, I can follow too many people, I'm just like, well, anyway, make, sorry. Make lists. Not gonna rant. Not gonna rant. Can you can do that on the app? Uh, yeah, you can now. Okay. Yeah. I need to start doing that. Um. That's why I don't follow many oh, people oh, on Oh, 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 Hawthorne showed me something today that's great. So Tom Anderson, MySpace Tom, at MySpace Tom, has one Twitter list called Baseball. <laughs> 43 members, all lowercase. Um, 
I don't know. Everyone's saying that Twitter's dying. Twi- I don't. The the corporate culture is a mess. The like, I have no idea how they're making money. Um, I don't know how they're getting any income at all. Aren't they gonna make Medium uh, subscription? Based? They did do that, but that's. I mean, there are way more people on Twitter than there are on Medium. Um, but hey, if they pull that off, that's cool. Um, Mastodon, I think. I guess if I was to have one argument, it would be, it would be that it exists independently of Twitter. Right? Twitter is way way too heavily embedded. Like when you look at the news. Okay, and someone's like, uh, even on a major like news channel, um, I don't know if it's like on the Today Show or whatever, but when you see a, a news anchor, and now when you see their name pop up in the graphics, there's their at handle right there, right? That's profound. Like that's uh, the president. <laughs> Uh, is a tweeter now, which I guess... The president has always had it. Well, Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I, I was going to ask you a question? Oh, and ballistic missile, like, everybody knows, like, ballistic missile means uh, it has a nuclear payload, but why the fuck do they use the term ballistic? No, ballistic means that it's, um... Is it non-nuclear? You know what? Because, like, ballistic is, is fucking bullets. What the fuck does ballistic missile mean? Like, I feel like I should know this. So let's use Google. It's the the high arc the high arcing trajectory um, that is initially powered but falls oh by gravity. To, okay, that's oh oh now yeah. future check ballistic missiles. Now it makes sense. Well, because most of the time ballistic missiles are going to be t- nuclear payload. Yeah, there's no reason to deliver conventional yeah. firebomb people from space. I don't know. Yeah, I'm coming for you, Mark DeMarco. <laughs> Please don't. Okay, I I'm not gonna tell you that because I've definitely made death threats on podcasts before <laughs> and experienced zero consequences. Funny enough, Mark DeMarco. I just broke Vivaldi. Oh, I'm, I have not told Mastodon that we're talking about them yet. Should I do that? Yeah. Um, I feel like we need a cool nickname for it. Like, we have nicknames for everything. Masto. That's Masto. kind of the thing. Mask off. Pants off. Perkinson. Dance off. Remember that was a show? Pants off, dance off. It was really weird. Uh, no. Like, da- like, competition show where they made young women dance with their pants off in their underwear, and then they got judged. Oh, my God. I think it was on MTV. Well, that's done. I, I uh, um... It was on Fuse. Fuse. The cast had uh, Tila te- Tequila in it, so, you know, that's a good quality yeah um back to the to the writing thing so i actually want to talk about how it had a personal effect on me i think that twitter has both made me ridiculous like it's made me way more concise but it's also made me like a little bit too deliberate with my writing because um and i think this has a, a significant effect like you want to word something well before you tweet it right it has to be brief that's very good they cheat they treat you that shit or they teach you that shit in academia we didn't go there though <laughs> i've been in a uh, garbage bin for my entire life um and it was because it was a hard limit of course uh which i think a, a big thing with the 500 characters thing is uh and we didn't talk t- touch on this too much um but organ said that it's uh is, is there is that a, the effect it'll have on the conversation is actually in making the conversation less cluttered because there won't be as many posts as many toots oh yeah um yeah, I, I read that. and there are there's like a show more feature too uh, yeah you can set it to where your main timeline doesn't have like stupid lengthy uh posts on it like you can set where there's a limit to what you see yeah and so. i mean since it's open source technically the customization is infinite um but i'm gonna make it where it prints everybody's fucking dude <laughs> um but it's again it's just not twitter so it's something different um and here's the the more business centric the philosophical question is let's just say that it that it was just a replacement for twitter um thank you Chewing gum while recording a podcast is the worst. I mean, we do it pretty much every time. Um, we wanted it. What was I saying? 
but is the open source thing is giving users what they want like do they actually know what they want do we know what we want um well here's a solution to see we'll see how it goes right uh i'm glad that twitter has minimized that of course the 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 harassment that's that's an issue um you know this is this is abstract for the context um but one last thing so wait, with uh, I know it's open source. So if somebody makes something that's actually quite useful, would uh, how do you Ugin uh, add that? Since it is, yeah, he has. He, he's been doing that. Yeah, so that's fucking cool. And so ne- being like Twitter, where you're like. Hey, cool idea no go fuck yourself yeah well i mean you can and like technically each person can add or remove as much as they want. it just depends on like um you know how talented how talented you are what you can your capabilities with software um yeah that's that's what open source is for. you know we use a lot of open source stuff i use gimp to do all of our images uh and have forever and i have photoshop actually i just don't use it um what else? OBS. It's what uh, is recording us right now. Um, I think Audacity. that. Audacity. Don't you use Audacity sometimes? I do actually. In the process, yes, I use Audacity. Um, do you know WinRAR is not open source? It's not, is it? It's no. Like don't they you... just have an infinite uh, trial, more or less? What's the What's the limit? That's actually I'm curious. What's the limit? So the thing about WinRAR is for you know you get your 30 day trial, whatever, and then whenever you open it up after that, it's like, hey, you need to purchase a license, and you can just close that box, and no one ever has to buy a license except for businesses. That's yeah. where Ren- WinRAR makes good money from is buying licenses because businesses have to have licenses. Otherwise, they get their asses sued. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, we're crowdfunded. <laughs> yeah, I forget what they, they call it, like not freeware, but like annoyware. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, really, it's all it's just being like, hey, don't forget that this takes a lot of effort to make. I know you, yeah, don't forget it. <laughs> just don't forget about us. I I mean, hey. Um. So one last thing. So I'm going to, I propose this solution a lot to Twitter's problems. Um. So. Hmm. Develop brain control control technology and control the masses to use Twitter. Do it, Twitter. You can. In the beginning of a social media service, the first users are the ones who seek it out, right? Who are willing to... Um... God, I remember when I did that with Google+. Plus. <sighs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, like, I was I was like going around like asking people because remember you had to be invited by a person and they had like they only have one invite. I was like looking for people like, I'll pay, Shit. You, I'll pay you 50 oh bucks God, to invite that. me to Google+. Plus. What was that? Fucking 8th grade? 8th or ninth? Something like that? No, that was too early. I needed you... Uh, uh, freshman or junior year? I, I don't. I, I knew Rusty because Rusty was, uh, I think, who invited me. Yeah, and then it was shit. Yeah, it was gonna be so cool. Circles and yeah, Hangout. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that came from Google Plus that people use that they don't like the Google Hangouts. Like I've used well, yeah. that a couple of times. That comes from there, uh, dude. Looking no at, one actually uses Google Plus. Looking at a list of all of Google's proprietary stuff, it's a mess because they can afford to just make shit and then leave it there. Anyway, social uh, social media services are always idyllic in the beginning because the only people there, the first people there are the ones who seek it out, who want to be there, who uh, want to talk to people, who are interested in people, who are curious, and um, they want people to be interested in them, right? Which So the incentive is not to do things like uh, personally target people with harassment. But then as it goes on and people catch on, there's, you know, as this, the whole spectrum or a greater spectrum, a greater swath of the spectrum of human psychology is brought into you know, is, 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 is aware of it. And you have those, you know, those people that fucking continue to make accounts, accounts to harass people. Um, so here's what I'm... Iggy wigs? Really simple solution. What if... 
what what would it take to steer the incentive away? Like like how much of a of a cost would it take for those people before they would, it wouldn't be worth it anymore? Uh, paywall, right? So um, definitely not suggesting that Mastodon do this, but or maybe not even suggesting it at all. I, there was some interesting discourse I had with someone on Mastodon about Twitter actually. Um, if Twitter did a paywall, yeah, and of course we came to the conclusion like instead of it being full of people who are invested in, in being pro social, it would literally just be full of a bunch of rich assholes. However, that'd be my kind of party. But how ideal is that? Like we take all the the, the rich assholes uh, the, the and rich, let them have their own social yeah. media network. And and then they because they would run out of steam because they wouldn't have any, anyway. And maybe they'd you know reflect some. Maybe it, so the Twitter paywall could end up being therapeutic. But um, yeah, it'd be, like. It was today. I'm fresh off the interview. Not even close to, you know, getting it all absorbed yet. But uh, I'll hopefully be coming out with that conversation. But there is, so, I mean, I was going to say there's so much good stuff. Honestly, Sarah's thing is pretty much about it. It's, it's, uh, she decided to take a week off of Twitter and it, she's a very prolific and intelligent uh, Twitter user, content creator, power user. Um, power user. And she decided to, which is a great idea. I don't know why I didn't think of this. She was just like, okay, I'm going over to Mastodon. Um, we should have fucking done that as a joke when we first heard of it. For a week. And then... Okay. Oh, oh one that. last thing. Do we want to tell the story of why I have to play golf? Yeah, I still don't know why you have to play golf. Okay. Sorry, folks. <laughs> We're going to take a break after I tell the story. I don't even like golf. Oh, I hate golf. It's punishment. So. I'm not playing with you. I've invested in this thing and you, these people, this network, because I believe that you're quicker, fresher um, than mainstream media, right? This network, which is definitely uh, sort of in symbiosis with Mastodon, um, some of the original people on it, like some of the, the, the first, you know, like 2000 users or people in Extra Tones Network. And guess what? Two months ago on that episode of Futureland, this thing that I invested in, because I believe that it would, you know, deliver. Well, it finally delivered a great opportunity. And when I say it, I mean Callie at Calibration told us about Mastodon. And then we and signed we up. we fucking joked about it. I mean, okay. It. We ripped it. But see, that's the thing is, I'm not, like, I haven't always been curious about this service. You get, you get to hear me live, find out about it. And I was like, okay, this is kind of, you know. We made accounts together. Um, And then I kind of, I mean, I had so much other shit that I was doing, but I, I kind of just let it go. I let it go. And I missed that opportunity. And now, two months later, I, you know, I could have had such a head start. We could have been doing weekly updates. We could have. <laughs> that would have happened. Um, so to remember, to make sure that I remember this, so I never do it again because I, I can't ever afford to do it again. I'm serious. We're going to make you go play golf. I am going to be playing golf nine holes uh, in Boone. Not 18? Dude, I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to literally like make myself like lose all hope and interest in life, oh. interest in living. Um, nine holes, Booneville, Missouri. Good enough. Go out to the uh, the one by Midway. Remember that one? Yep. Is that that one? Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. scary. Anyway, so I'm sorry. Golf is not the future. No, this is. Okay. I have to punish myself. I'll remember it this way for the rest of my life. Anyway, we should play like Highlight instead. Oh my god. No, we, we'll talk about that. But we're gonna take a break because that's like actually punishment. Like yeah. Uh, and Dan could probably play it. We're gonna take a break. The future will be back with uh, some more diverse. Topics.
And the future is back. Word is, Hawthorne, senior technology editor at large, is inbound at the Studio E. So, um, we're going to hold off on email. I'm going to knock out some meta, which is going to take about two seconds. Because you fucks don't write it. Basically, <laughs> basically, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this last episode, but I don't need to. I actually recorded uh, a audio summary of my 10th letter from the editor, for those of you that can't stand reading, even though it looks really good. Um, actually, my 10th editor's letter, which is slash freak slash 10 um, is how things are going to be looking from now on. Um, you'll notice, you'll definitely notice a difference. And the homepage uh, is a lot more bespoke right now. Looks pretty. I made a promise to finish up MAGFest stuff this week. So um, that's going to happen. I just have to finish editing the video and then really get the last piece together, um, which uh, Hawthorne said that I that I suck because that hasn't been done yet. Um, they haven't even started really writing on True Falls. That's okay. I mean, Play play the long game. Play the long form game. Long form game. I'm bringing long form back. Um, we're at three point five now. Not that anybody cares. I guess the the really like mechanically prevalent thing is that um, while we're on a bunch of new services, SoundCloud, Instagram, Anchor, Mastodon, uh, we are. And that's not. We're not gonna be posting on there. But you can get to those by slash extratime.com slash then the name of the service. In our case, you knew that. Um, and uh, extranet version four which is coming out in the next year maybe fall at the latest is going to include a site-wide disabling of comments since they're not used ever anyway they're still going to be internal so if you got an account you can still comment but it's not going to show in general we're going to be working on making content prettier to consume because uh, people say we don't look good well up until now I mean, we still we've always we've looked better than most shit from for a long time now but um it's time to start making it look really good like a magazine right because oh yeah up till now we made uh, concessions because we we're building a community um but that community is you know fairly uh populated at least not productive but i didn't say we're like a commune and there's one person fucking doing everything <laughs> well it's, sometimes i pitch in that's the way it goes and i officially announced that i'm gonna be moving to the tone is gonna be moving to the portland seattle area by this time next year if all goes according Good. to plan um you know what i know that uh hawthorne won't want to talk about the galaxy s8 so i'm <laughs> Good health. Fuck, how'd I do? There we go. You sneezed the... <laughs> yeah, it like sneezed and wrapped around my glasses. Sneezed an earbud into my <laughs> eye socket. Um, so the Samsung Galaxy S8 came out. I'm not gonna... We're not gonna leave the reporting to the to the big boys. Um, I thought it was interesting that The Verge sent... I think it was Databone to uh, Korea to tour the factory where they were basically like, yeah, we're just testing the phones a lot. Um, <laughs> we're really testing the phones, okay? like We don't want... The- them to blow up um which samsung frankly other tech podcasts talk way too much about that um i'm just gonna say that i think that if christ came back he would want an s7 because he's not afraid of fire google pixel one burning bush burning phone oh they could have owned that jesus didn't talk to a burning bush it was moses i'm glad i'm proud that you know that tim good catholic yep yeah i mean i knew that too but catholic in training literally all the male male characters in the bible can be acquainted to jesus for most people we're not talking about the bible because the bible is definitively not the future so the galaxy 
Galaxy S8. It's the new flagship. It looks great. You look that look at that screen that wraps all the way around. I like that. Um, I actually have never really preferred this Samsung look for whatever reason, but I do like the fact that they uh, are now explicitly saying we're here to take down Apple. Oh, nice. Um, and I always knew that that South Korean companies had balls. It just takes a little bit to show it, right? Uh, the CEO of Hyundai said blatantly, "I'm going to take it. We're going to take over the world." He wasn't joking. Um, I still obviously I still just get need to make sports that. cars and okay, you know what? I'll be happy. I they're doing well. I'm not going to give them. <laughs> I think I'm giving really you well. advice. Um, you need to make a Miata killer they should bring back hyundai they should bring back the genesis honestly um the galaxy sa also has a uh loosely calling in a personal assistant it's 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 a voice recognition thing i didn't get much elaboration but the coolest thing is this name is bixby bixby i like that that's the name of the robot in fallout 4 is it i think it's like mr bixby or something bixby is such a better it's so much better than fucking siri it's a good butler name bixby and isn't that your phone personal assistant that's basically your butler i mean that's the idea right yeah i mean i don't think people know how to properly use a butler like i i would have my butler like digging holes in the backyard for bodies and doing weird shit with me that would be strange reasons why i can't be rich um, I'd probably have my butler write for extratone.com. Ghost, <laughs> ghost writing butler. Oh boy. Anyway, um, it looks, I mean, considering that I, I don't remember the numbers, but the numbers are ridiculous. It's like last year, like Samsung made like $2 billion. Um, and this year they made like, like, okay, no, it wasn't made. It was like pure revenue income. It was like 2 billion. Like this year it was like 200 million or something. It was like fucking, it literally was just a fucking plummet on the graph, which is a Who shame. That? Samsung. Oh, cause of the blow Cause of the fire. Up, because of fire. Actually, it's not because of the fire. It's because of the way they handled it. Oh, because they fucking denied it. They straight up said, nah. They they didn't... Look, you can find the whole saga. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be in one of those New York Times uh, fucking uh, books. Those NYT books. Those of you that subscribe to the New York Times. <laughs> um, it's a long saga. I don't remember all the details. I didn't care. My whole sentiment was like, you know what? A phone that could catch on fire? That sounds like it would make my life interesting. Ha, I get it. It's a fucking pun. Sorry. Wi-Fi toy with built-in camera fails penetration test. Not not the going in bit, the uh, security bit. I guess that you'd want pretty good security on a dildo that has a camera. Oh, yeah. I saw that on the, just before we get started yeah um I mean, so we're talking about a... Why does it have a camera again? I think for, like, long-distance relationships. D- hmm. So there's a camera on the device itself? Yeah, so they can, like... Uh, I, I don't know. They don't show a picture of the device. On the tip? I would like to see the inside of... I want to... I want to see my women's uh, cervix um, remotely. Hey, maybe that's a thing. Um, ooh, there's this tool. You'll see this Neiman Lab link that somebody made that literally aggregates everything Trump says. Um... Which I didn't bother to use it because I don't. Okay, yeah, no, it's you get to see the inside. I, I think it says endoscope. Endo really would be the inside. I mean, hey, like I guess there's a thing for everyone. Just okay, um, young woman, if you're still listening, is there even an issue with like some like the strangers seeing a picture of your cervix, like just the inside? It's just like it's gonna be like those. I mean, it's, videos. it's pretty. Yeah, it's weird. It's, I mean, it'd be like someone like it's just you know I don't know looking at you surgically. Is that a violation of privacy? I don't know. I don't want people to see my insides. I don't know. Like, pictures of the inside of my rectum are just going to be like anybody else's rectum. It's just going to be like skin. Red flesh. I mean, I'm not going to, like, look at that and immediately be able to identify it. Oh, my God. That's it's, David's it's, butthole right there. Hey, that's it's, that's mine. Hey, I know my butthole. <laughs> Um, anyway, so talking about aggregating all that Trump says, I can't handle the Trump stuff anymore. Trump section was pretty short lived. 
Not to, that's not to say there's just too much to cover. Yeah, and like journalists are doing a good job maintaining the pressure, and I'm glad that I don't. That I'm not there with them. Um, let's see. There was something else that I really wanted to talk about. This isn't particularly new, but um, beginners instruments. Fuck off, Amazon. I know how to play guitar. Don't tell me. But a thing on open culture here. Um, Kurt Vonnegut, who uh, oh, I found out that Joshua Topolsky and I share. I mean, it's not my favorite book, but I really like Breakfast from Champions, or at least I did until I saw this story because he said it's not about what he said about Bob Dylan; it's about what he said. Did he, did he flame Bob about Dylan? rap? I hate rap. Well, shit. Sorry, Vonnegut. We can't be a thing anymore. He also talked shit on Dylan. Yeah, but I mean, one's a lot bigger. Um, yeah, we're not friends anymore. Bob Dylan's a really cool guy. Yeah, I just I've actually been thinking about this recently. This person. But it is it is part of the future. Said he was the worst. Player. Um, I was trying to think of like what I would be if I'd never been exposed to rap. And this sounds sentimental and, and like well, I am white, whiter. Yes, but no. I mean, I'd still be white. But what I wouldn't be is like like rappers filled in as a father figure for me in a big way, right? Um, I'm not telling me how to be a man. Not joking. Yeah, like uh, without that, I, basically, my thought was like, what haven't I got from black music? I really don't know. Um, and I I encounter these people that are just like I can't. Stand rap, and now it's literally. I was just like, oh my god, that's. Ter- I'm so sorry that you that that's not a part of your life because I can't imagine. I'd be like 10 percent of who I am as a human being if it wasn't for rap. Why don't like hip hop and rap? Um, but you know what? I'll leave that to. Uh, that's for me to talk about. Um, I'd write about culture. I don't know what to write about hip hop. You don't have to. I mean, I just. It's really we'd we'd want someone. I listen like, to white people music mostly. Yeah, and I just don't listen to any white people music anymore, which is. Honestly, I haven't felt like I've lost anything. Um, Probably not. Here's uh, an interesting statistic for you. Um, Is it going to knock my socks off? No. Damn it. Um, a quarter of American adults say they haven't read a book in uh, a whole or a part of the past year in any form. Oh, fuck. Um, and I, of course, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm once again forced to remind you that 10% of American adults can't read. So, yeah. like... It's not surprising. Um, again, you know, not going to spend too much time on that, but it is kind of big one uh oh there's ios 10.3 came out and which switched apple switch the file system from like the ancient one that was built for hard drives to use to a more modern one that flash memory uses and now my phone's really slow and sticky that's cool that's just something you expect to happen um I listened to somebody talk about startups and it scared the living fuck out of me. Um, Startup companies? I listened to a guy who like, hmm, he was in what's called an angel investor. And uh, hey, Hawthorne, what's up? And An angel investor? Does that mean he like invests in That means he invests in like really risky startup startups. So like in us, like if we were to go and we'd be looking for an angel investor and um, he said some like, you know, personally validating things like the crazier something seems, like like the less I'm able to explain it, usually like the better my money is there um because it's but it has to be a, like there has to be a product and not an idea and that's where i think we're still hovering on that line honestly yeah. tim's with me hawthorne greetings good morning hello how are you well yourself <laughs> um you know we're just uh having a having a, a blast by dog food on amazon <laughs> tim's making personal discoveries as always on future land <laughs> um i feel like you've been at large for a while 
Um, honestly, I was making this episode like more. You missed the the big bit scripted, but we're just uh, we're just chilling. We're 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 some young thugs. We're, we're describing thugs. ourselves repeatedly. Uh, there is a thing on email. I wanted to talk about Mossberg's um, piece on email, uh, which he actually responded to me when I tweeted at him because what? Oh, you didn't see that? Hang on a second. No. This is something you would definitely enjoy because um, I'm gonna find it. I, I'm typing it into the computer now. You mean you're using an input device on a personal computer? Ooh. Yes, doing my best. Very good. Um, you got to see, like, hang on, I'm going to post it in whole. You got to see the screenshot that I tweeted at him first um, because it, it is funny. Uh, is this where you um, sent him the thing that said, let me die? No, on it? It, no, this is, I sent him a screenshot. Okay, so he did this thing, This he wrote this piece that, you know, was talking to, okay, the screenshot reads the last part of the piece. By and large, email is now generally unpleasant, often untrustworthy, and sometimes literally perilous experience that deserved less and less of our time and attention okay etc and then right below the piece it, it ends shortly afterwards is the subscribe to the recode newsletter <laughs> um and uh like I, I did read the whole thing before i sent that but then his response was like uh well i said the newsletter for an exception um here's the thing hawthorne I, this is I, I i think i wouldn't say that i enjoyed this piece because i i actually felt sorry for walt because he's clearly just burnt out of email he doesn't he's clearly exceptionally ignorant well, but you gotta, like, email, I mean, the stuff that he said about security and the stuff that he said about newsletters being an exception is kind of true. I mean, because, like, now all newsletters are sent through third-party services. Like, ours go through MailChimp, right? Big, mm. big, impenetrable fortresses of email. Um, and uh, Email fortress. Yes. Okay. I, I do want to, I realize this today, actually, I thought about it. Um, I, one day I want someone to say, uh, I married him for his emails. Um, <laughs> of me so been thinking about that been dwelling on that um i wish that walt had like replied to my like consolation comment which was i'm hoping for neo email um i wish he continued to engage but that's the thing about walt mossberg is i'm not gonna say that i want him to die because frankly i found out that he's 70 years old he's going soon all right he's just a opinion are you kidding me he could be around for more than 30 more years i don't think he's gonna be writing for that he could be exceptionally healthy yeah okay like I don't know. I still listen to the podcast that he and Eli Patel do, and sometimes I laugh. Usually it's from Eli. Um, I'm just, I don't have it in me to, to hate someone to death anymore. Um, but I just feel sorry for him. I, I kind of made it like, I do want to make it my personal project. I want to help Walt enjoy email again before he dies. Um, which I think. I don't want to help him do anything. I think that might involve me getting his email address <laughs> and sending him uh, the Powerpuff Girls hearts gif um, from like okay. hundreds of different email addresses <laughs> all the time. So we <laughs> literally can't use it anymore yeah um can i comment that i i'm reading this and this i didn't read the entire article but the part that you screenshotted which is completely out of context it's just like he just says to be wary of email and that's hilarious because i think he might be terrified of email yeah no i think um he's scared there's a fear See, of email fear. he fears that it's power well granted you know frankly you know i tried out a, a, an apple watch for 24 hours and um i don't know if he's wearing one of those but you know <laughs> <laughs> like I hate being tapped on the wrist, and and you can set your Apple Watch to tap you on the wrist every time you get an email. Um, That'd be that would that would fucking startle me every time. Which is is kind of charming when you think about it. It's like like you know you can send me a I don't know an email and I just jump. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Doesn't really matter. How, how are you? What, what are you thinking about right now? What's your what's in your world? My world. Yeah. Um. Nothing. Email. We're discussing email. I know. I'm email. looking at my email. <laughs> oh okay. Check. I'm looking at several of my different email accounts. 
are, are using Yeah, that. that's right. Be intimidated. I have more than a few. You don't know my power. You have I mean, 20 email accounts. I have like 16,000 in red emails. Uh, Ooh. Probably get around to that. Well, I actually... Oh, did I say... I should tell you this story, so it's short. Um, in high school, I actually had like 55,000 across like all 16 of my accounts. So like the badge on iOS's mail app literally said 60,000. So one day, I discovered the select all and mark is red feature, and it broke my phone for like three days. Um, and it was able to mark all, but 15,000 is red. And that's just kind of where it stayed. Uh, I'm kind of proud of, my, of that little device, though. That's That was a lot to ask. Um, like 16 accounts, a uh, little, little iPhone 4S, I think. But um, Someone tried to log on to my Rockstar Social Club account. What the fuck? Oh, no, you're being hacked. I don't know why they'd want that. Um, have you been reading on anything on Computer World recently, Hawthorne? Absolutely. Um, did you see the laptops are dead thing? Um, I haven't, like, super recently, but... Mike Elgin. I like that guy. I mean, laptops are dead because we're going back to the pocket PC and the uh, PDA. That's reasonable, I think. Yeah. It's reasonable. Um... The background image of my 10th editor's letter is actually a highly modified version of that image of the model wearing the uh, wearable PC. Um, How did you modify it? Oh, I just, you know, blew it up, oilified it, Mm, uh, lightened it a lot. So it's barely noticed. I mean, it's a little Easter egg for you because Easter fucking Easter's coming out. You may never buy another laptop. That's horseshit. I'm going to buy like 50 more laptops. Well, but... I think that, I don't know, is Computer World's audience, they're like... Their audience is tech industry workers. Yeah, so then that is, you know, it's a shame, because I feel like... They're, they're, okay, I'm sorry, I clearly haven't read this whole thing, but I'm just reading these, I'm skimming it, and they're, they act as if Apple being unable to further making laptops, like as if that's going to affect people buying laptops. Well, it will for the idiots, but... Um, I think those are, I don't know, this is directly related to my recent purchase of my Spectre. I will always need one of these. Clamshell smartphones is why they're saying that laptops are going to go out of business. They literally are saying that the Pocket PC is going to come back. That would be great. They're talking about PDAs and Pocket PCs. This is hilarious and awesome. I believe in computer world. I kind of do too. This is probably, whoever wrote this bit was probably someone extremely similar to myself. Oh my god, this isn't, this isn't even a Pocket PC. This is, um, they call it a sub-notebook. And they were like one of the worst parts of like. I haven't heard that word in a long time. Sub-notebook. Like integrated tech. But the last person you heard that word from was me because I talk about them a lot. Yeah, and before They're like before I met you, I hadn't heard it in like your... ten years. What? Before I met you, I hadn't heard it in like ten years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sub. Um. You see anything on the new uh, the the iPhone eight? Uh, there was news on that? I mean, they purchased a lot of, like, 40 million OLED screens that are bendable. Oh. Yeah, so kind of, that's news. That is news. Um, can we talk about, so, you know, I've been using DuckDuckGo, right? Yeah. And, and frankly, I've had to use Google sometimes because DuckDuckGo won't, like, has not been reliable showing me things that I need it to. Granted, it is a little extreme to, like, like, one time I had to Google, like, that one guy with the huge curly hair that sings hymns acapella on YouTube and, and and like Google immediately pulled that up and that's kind of terrifying but um like I use I use Google to, to translate time zones because you can just be like current time EST um duck duck go you don't do that yeah which mm. I don't know yeah but duck duck go doesn't track you so what do you care about David well but 
I mean, I so I think that's definitely reasonable for for like the average person. Let's say a reasonable reason to use DuckDuckGo. But you know when uh, Google offered, like they explicitly, they came to a point where they were like, okay, we're collecting a shitload of data on you. If we collect more, you might be able to get some extra features from us. Here's sign this paperwork. You remember that? No. Oh, well, it's the thing that they did. It was like a year ago. And I went in there and just selected everything. I have no privacy. I have accepted this. My person is not my own. I am flailing in the wind. I'm lost. Please help me. Um, we're going to have to burn your social security card and move you to Canada or something. That's the thing is like, I have no privacy. Extra tone is tied to my social security number. Extra tone's business address is my home address. I'm fucked if I needed privacy. But I'm to the point where I'm like begging for enough interest for someone to like be malicious. Steal your identity. Please God, try. At least it means you notice me. And while you're at it, please check out extratone.com. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like in the process of, you know, researching me or whatever, they would definitely stop by the website. They might see something that they like to read, give it a read, you know, and then proceed to uh, dismantle my identity. But hey, at least I got a reader, you know? Um... <sighs> After what The Verge did today to uh, Oigan, I'm, I guess I shouldn't blame on the whole Verge. Casey Newton was a little bit, uh, a little bit negligent. Okay, um, I, I kind of just I, I, don't want to read The Verge anymore at all. And Wired just crashes every time I open it, so I don't know. Anywho, so we covered the email thing. Yeah. I was hoping that this would be the year of email. I'm still not so sure it isn't. Uh, I'll include a PDF of what's the file. It's the email usage statistics. The web's inventor wants a radical overhaul of his creation. What? The email statistics report. <laughs> the Roticati Group? Fascinating. Imagine living in Palo Alto and researching email, like gathering data on email. What a life. Um, like living in like like a weird, surreal, like a uh, post-American society, and then you're just like gathering data about email. Oh, the outline wrote this piece about uh, esoteric code that I was saving until you came, Hawthorne. Um, oh. And like, I remember this from when like I had fun in academia because we just thought about things, not cover them or to argue something about them. We, we just, just want to learn. Brain fuck. Brain fuck. Brain fuck. Hmm. This is a fascinating like thing because there are definitely people that don't know how to read, and there are definitely people that don't have enough to eat. But there are also people who are like, how can we literally write a program that's basically just talking to hardware? It needs no <laughs> compilation. Um, okay, so we did that. How can we use a motion sensor to use our the, the, our body to to talk directly to hardware? Uh, um, I don't know. I wish I was uh, smart in this way. Actually, I think it's better to know people that are. Well, I don't know how to do... Engineers that know how to code. I don't know how to code. But you do know databases. I do know databases, but I can't <laughs> I can't make you a program. I married him for his databases. That's what they all... <laughs> I can make you a program, but I won't. <laughs> but I won't. Oh, no. I was like... This is just fascinating to me. I like. I think it's like recreational. It's challenging. It's also crazy and theoretical. Let's learn how to program together, David. Let's learn how to program. Body fuck. <laughs> That's um not programming, David. No, it is. There's a language. Uh, you can watch this video of him. He describes it as very punishing. I would. Uh, hope. He does hello world, and it's like uh, what eleven minutes long. Of him Six minutes. What? Oh, is he using yeah. that one code? He's literally using his body to. He's uh, using like a four to wave. Here, you can just watch the video. Isn't it like a four? Um, it's like a four character thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's already been a code thing for a while. Yeah. So, so that's brain fuck, but but this is body fuck yeah. in that he yeah tied it in with emotion. Um, this guy Nick Hanselman, really self abusive, empty white room, moving around in front of a camera vigorously to. Uh, this guy hates himself. This guy's emo as fuck. Kind of looks like he's having fun. I don't know. 
you're, just, you're only in the first 30 seconds. Of course, you know, none of these are actually used practically, and that's, I just want... This to, makes sense to me. Yeah, I want somebody to use them practically. It's really good for your mind to do this kind of shit. What, brain fuck? Yeah. I don't know, it makes pretty perfect sense to me. Oh! It's not that hard. What the fuck was up with that Furby thing? Yeah, we couldn't get the article to load. What thing? Uh, you linked... Furby dads or something. Furby's dad. Public lives. Oh, it was just an article, uh, it was an interview with the creator of Furby. He's talking about how he believes that Furbies are sentient and that he's creating your life. Fuck. <laughs> Completely this, serious. This, well, this I'm is the guy to I need to, to go hang out with. Rededicate. He's also from the. He was in the Navy. I have to rededicate my attention uh, to this man. David, let's buy a bunch of Furbies. My baby. They're dissecting my babies. Oh, and he was saying, like, if I was given a Furby as a kid, the first thing I would do would be take it apart. He's like, I would take the skin off immediately. That's what you're supposed to do with infants, right? He does refer to it as his baby also. <laughs> this guy might have some have some shuck my kid mental things going on. He should get checked out. I love conjecture and speculation. I think this show is just the skimming, skimming the news show. Welcome to the future land. Furbies. Can't believe it's still a thing. Can't believe I'm still alive. He res- Did you read the part where he resurrected a World War II radar and jammed police? Yes. <laughs> with the f- this is me. That's a good story. I'm going to read that story when I'm not doing this because I'm going to read it That's, oh man, I'm going to end up making sentient fur creatures. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I don't want that. That's the kind of thing that happens. You get out of the Navy and you go crazy. Yeah, you get out of the Navy, you go crazy, you build artificial intelligence that kills you. <laughs> that looks like a deformed bird. I'm so tired of technology. Tired of life. Are we going to move to the woods? I don't know. Future check moving to the woods. Here's a robot that'll toss $30,000 or toss salads for you for a cool $30,000. We need to do the email awards this year. Wait, who sent the best email? Yeah, well, it's not who. I guess it's just the best email. We give the award for the best email of the year. Oh, okay. Um, so my reading list had more stuff on it. More stuff. Oh, this isn't particularly related to anything, but, and the advice always is to listen to Radiolab, but, uh, the part one of the newest Radiolab series, Shots Fired, is, should be required listening, for sure. It's about accidental police, or death at the hands of police, accidental death, um... Oh, yes. Finally, I found the podcast episode with Jason Calacanis. That's the guy I wanted to talk about. This is the guy that uh, he's, he was originally a media mogul. Peter Kafka is like the best media reporter ever. What's your son, uh, your children? I'm sorry. I'm just busy. Um, <laughs> you mean my children right now? Oh, good. That's fine. It's not relevant to your podcast. That's cool. Just don't name them Jason Calacanis. They're named Radio and Intercom. That's a good one. Um, They're beautiful names. This is the guy that's like supposed to be like becoming the mogul of email um and simply because the um the numbers you can get five hundred thousand people to download an app but only one percent or less will use it a day and then i realized it took the same information that was in the app i emailed it to the same audience and 40 50 60 percent opened it every day but you listen to these people like I, I i did a little bit of research on angel investing and it's terrifying and reminds me of uh that cult that i infiltrated and, uh, but hey, you know what? It's, they're less crazy than me thinking that I can make money doing this. This guy is my fucking spirit animal. Jason Calacanis? No, the Furby guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. David Hampton. Do you have a Twitter? You're asking me. I'm asking the internet. And David Ooh, Hampton himself. We should watch the You've Got Mail trailer. That's something For the should, movie? That's something we should do with our audience. You know, they can't see it. You've Got Mail. Where are you? That movie is spectacularly bad. Right, we're gonna... 
We're gonna watch it as a family, listeners. Isn't that a love story thing? Of course it is. It's really bad. It involves email. Of course it's a love story. Aren't they having an affair too? What is I don't think so. Is it infidelity if you're involved Why is the audio so low? Yeah. This woman is the most adorable creature I've ever been in contact with. Cyber sex. Nineteen ninety-eight. Tom Hanks. Yo, he has his own WordPress site. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh no, it's not his. We just email. Why can't romance be like that anymore? We just email. I don't remember that that woman's name. It was Tom Hank and and that one woman. Oh man, Tom Hanks does not look like he would fit this role at all. How do you sleep at night? Email. They're at odds. She's beautiful, but she's a pill. Online, they're in love. Do you think we should meet? Uh oh. This is incredible. This is a cultural artifact. Speaking of which, I have something else I want to talk about. Why am I even doing this? Why am I compelled to even meet her? Relax. Just taking it to the next level. Dave Chappelle. I'm not going to say that long anyway. I already said that, didn't I? Indeed. Meg Ryan. Nope, that's not her. He could be. Are we recording right now, guys? Yes. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why? Because we're watching a movie. Cold. <laughs> beautiful. Okay. We're having a staff meeting after this. We're having a staff meeting. You got mail. Can we email each other? We, yes. We got. I don't want anyone to have my email. That was you got mail. Neither did Tevin, which is funny because like that's like the professionally that's what you want to do. So no, there was this this uh, this podcast on iTunes that really um, went big. It's called Joe Rogan Missing R- Richard Simmons. Like and, the dancey dude. Yes, because Richard Simmons went off the grid. Off the grid. I um, thought he's always been off the grid. I will like let you. He never. He never went. Like was never on it. Oh yeah, he was. He made. He made. He had a workout place. He had people that he went to lunch with every week. He saw. Oh, and then he just disappeared. And then he just stopped. But I'm not going to tell you the whole story because Jesus Christ, too many people have already. Um, Dan Dan Taberski. There we go. Who originally went out to like make a film with Richard, and then they became friends. And then now he he was like, this is his way of expressing concern. It it ended. Okay, so they were going to like they started this podcast, and they weren't going to end it until they talked to Richard Simmons. Um, and along the way, a lot of people were wondering, like, wow, this is, they're making money. This is being marketed. What a strange way to express concern. This guy just wanted to make a movie. But the last episode is, like, something you should listen to even if you haven't listened to any of the rest because um, it arrives upon a profound conclusion without them speaking directly to Richard. And I guess I'll just... It's, it's like, important, actually. Um, so I don't know why I'm holding my hands out. So why? <laughs> Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. Always coming back. Well, you might as well call it. We did it. We did it for least time. On another episode of Futurelated. So, look at the fucking site, extratone.com. It looks really good right now. It just... It just, it just looks swell. Take it in. Um, and get ready for, I think I might be able to get it, um, the Mastodon interview up pretty soon, too. And, uh, of course, the last bits of MAGFest edition, and then we can roll into True our, Falls Film Festival. our agricultural expo- exploration, oh. which will include True Falls because it is local, our local focus. That's oh, man. in that letter. So, you can follow me on Twitter at FickleCrux. Tim is at ExtratoneMarks. 
My Mastodon is uh, Leo Marks. On the main instance. Um, mine is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hawthorne is uh, at Hawthorne underscore junior. I don't even know if she wants me to promote her Twitter, but whatever. So We're promoting everyone's. Um, use the hashtag Futureland. Find us at extratone.com slash Futureland. Send me feedback. David Blue at extratone.com. Leave a rating on iTunes. Tell us how much you hate us sort of tiptoeing around, but you can't stop listening. Uh, and when you come to the realization that you need that, support it. Patreon.com slash Extratone or vice versa. So until next episode, this has been the future. Thank you and good morning.
is occupied because if you didn't, you know, something, somebody might just get wild, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These things happen, you know.